we have determined, the, the Emissions Committee, um, to be very intentional about bringing you up to date on the missionary families that we support around the world. And so you would see this on a regular basis on the, in the evening, like the second, two, second Lord's Day of each month. We will try to, to bring you up to date on what's happening with some of our missionaries uh, around the world. And uh, we want to spend some time uh, with that um, focus this, uh, this evening. And we want to invite you to pray, really, for these missionaries um, around the world. And we want to bring some of them to your uh, hearing. And maybe, if you, if you don't um, mind, we'd wish for you to... Maybe as you are seated, you maybe just turn around in groups. Maybe we can have uh, three groupings here um, where we can pray for these missionaries. But we want to bring you up to date on what's happening with them. And I'm going to ask a, a member uh, seated behind me on the missions committee, uh, Brother Allen, to come and just share with you uh, some information that he has about some of our missionaries that are around the world. So, Brother Allen, would you please scan? All right. In preparation for the conference coming up next month, in uh, exactly a month actually it starts, um, I sent out an email to, to as many missionaries that I had uh, email addresses for, and um, we're waiting for responses to some questions to come in that we can include in our, our little booklet that we put out so you can be uh, updated all the more on them. But I did hear back from at least two so far. And I just want to give you a couple snippets from some of the email, the information they gave us. First is uh, Dr. Baker, Walt Baker, and his wife, Dottie. Um, and we asked him just, you know, how, how are you doing? How's your health? And he said, I am, good. I am in good health. Dottie has been recovering from a fourth-grade malignant brain tumor. After radiation, oral chemo, and weekly chemo IVs, she's doing well, having had three clear MRIs in the last six months. We thank you so much for your prayers. He also said that he had made a recent trip to Haiti, you know, because they work in Haiti with ministry down there. And uh, he said it was difficult to witness the situation since the earthquake, but encouraging to see the spiritual growth and maturity among so many disciples who are in places of leadership. He said, he said you know, what is one of the greatest challenges that you see, the, the Satan, the enemy, uh, the, the opposition? And he said, foremost, the spiritual hopelessness in the eyes of many of the masses in Haiti and the renewed realization that there is only hope in Christ. This reminded me of the continued need for training leaders who, by God's grace, want to make a difference in their communities for Christ. And he gave a few prayer requests, first of all, to continue to pray for uh, his wife's uh, healing. Oh, secondly, to the ability to balance ministry um, with his role as uh, being caregiver for her now um, as she goes through this uh, recuperation. And um, also that God's continued provision, uh, for God's continued provision for them financially and physically as they continue to serve. And he finished off with one point. It says, it is important for us, to us that you know that your continued confidence and support are a source of encouragement for both of us. We continue to pray for your ministry and trust that our partnership with you inspires you to continue to invest in world evangelization. And we also heard from uh, the Drakes who are down in, um, in Brazil. 
as you know, they were working in Colombia originally, but because of the guerrilla, uh, the, the fighting in there, they had to move out. But they still work with these tribal people in Colombia, and they get to them up and down the, the river. The countries are right next to each other. Um, they say their health's been excellent, and they're thankful for that because they, they usually, at least once a year, uh, get malaria. But this past year, they've, they've been healthy, and they're thankful for that. We said, what is a major source of blessing that, um, or accomplishments that happened in the last year? Uh, and Lindy said, I would have to say the development of Guanano leaders has been the major source of blessing this year. Mario, Herman, and Gustavo have worked to bring God's message clearly into their language, and they've been helping them with um, translation, and um, especially some of the, the difficult passages in the Bible and how to, to take, as he said, something that's difficult to explain in English and be able to, to put it in a way that the, the Guanano Indians can, um, can understand it too. Um, what is a great challenge? Is that dealing with drinking that is such an embedded part of the Guanado culture is one of the greatest challenges we face, and especially even those, those who have become Christians, they still continue to struggle with that, um, you know, even, even though they're growing. They, that's, and, it, and it, of course, it puts a damper on, on their, um, um, their testimony uh, to others who are, have, are struggling also and, and to those who are not believers. Um, as far as prayer requests, he says, we want to finish the work of translation and the development of the Bible lessons and get these materials published. And also we need to balance between time spent on written material development and time spent in discipleship and friendship, building with other Guananos outside our group. Those are things that um, you can remember, too. Uh, also, the, the, the couple that was working along with him, they've been out they're off the field uh, for a while dealing with this son who has some, some difficulties, uh, learning difficulties, and uh, so and it looks like they'll still be off the field for a while longer. So the burden is extra on them right now, so you continue to pray that God would uh, strengthen them in doing the work. And lastly, the note, um, just a, you know, a recent note from Barnabas Fund in regards to Egypt and, and the Christians there. So the protests in Egypt have brought the country's economy to a grinding halt. And as chaos reigns and resources become scarce, there is a free-for-all uh, that is pricing impoverished Christians out of the market. The cost of basic supplies, such as rice, potatoes, lentils, has at least doubled um, since the, the, the protests have been going on. And Christians need ongoing help to meet their daily needs. In providing help for Christians in Egypt, Barnabas Fund is promising the supply of food, which is currently the most pressing need for many Christian families. We will be working to help. Uh, we will then be working to help restore the livelihoods of those uh, whose businesses have been destroyed in the riots. And two prayer requests that he that he gives here um, is the that order will soon be restored. I know that some change has been going on there now, but. Um, you know, Christians always get the, the bad end of the stick, and, and even more so in times like this. So uh, pray that order will be restored uh, in Egypt, and that all citizens will be able to access affordable provisions. Pray especially for impoverished Christian families who are particularly vulnerable to the volatile market conditions, that the Lord will meet their needs 
and also pray that uh, the voice of the Christian community will be heard at the highest level as talks about Egypt's future take place. So those are the three items that I have. I think Brother Wendley has one or two to add to that too. Then we can go into prayer. Thank you. We also want to share with you the, you will remember Shanaik, who was with us some few years back. Um, he also wishes for us as an urgent matter of prayer to, to pray for the, the, the underground churches in, in China because now they have launched a major crackdown on the underground church and they have labeled them as, as a cult. And uh, this would have begun as of the 1st of December of last year. And there's this campaign of, um, of which they, they term, um, well, this crackdown will last up until or through the end of, of March of this year, which will be certainly through our, our conference this year. And as was mentioned already, uh, please be, uh, continue. If you haven't been doing so, please begin to pray for our conference this year and those persons whom God would have uh, laid his hands on to be with us and to share. And for those of us who are here but will be present so that you too will be impacted by what God has to say to us as individuals and as a, a local body of believers here at Calvary Bible Church. But uh, Chenek, in, um, the communication from him with respect to this new um, crackdown by the Politburo um, or in China, on the, these house churches, as you are very well aware, uh, that is in China was one of the fastest growing um, churches um, in, the, in the world. And so because of that, we believe that the enemy would have um, utilized the established bureaucracy and political movements there to um, try to disrupt that. And of course, you understand as well, and the concern that Chinakin and his, the organization has is that once you've been labeled a cult, even after it would pass, and maybe it, uh, at least there's no focus attention on, on these um, crackdown, the image or the label, the stigma still remains. And those persons or hardliners who would have been in the past uh, would have been pushed aside temporarily. They will use that momentum to now come back in and um, sometimes um, sabotage the progressive movement uh, of the, the church and at least the advances that would have already been made. But um, he requests that we pray to remember the underground church in China. Um, the estimated, I think 2006, by the, the official estimate by the government there was around 35 million. But the, we believe that we've seen estimates be ranging from 40 to 105 to 135 million um, believers in China. And so obviously with that large number, there is certainly a concern from the Politburo, or the Politburo in China. But they, you would be interesting, interested to know that, um, let me just read four reasons why they call them um, a cult. One, they said that these house churches advocate and promote the Christianization of China. Therefore, they are a cult. Second, that the house churches seek the unity of all churches in China. Therefore, you are a cult. Third, the house churches seek the unity of the Chinese church with churches worldwide. Therefore, they are labeled a cult. And fourth, the house churches want to have dialogue with the government. So you are labeled a cult. 
there is only one established uh, um, church in China that they accept as, as registered because the house churches are not registered and therefore they not uh, have any political uh, um, rights as it were. But the only church that has that is the Three Self Patriotic Movement. That's the name of that church. And so that's the only one that is registered. And so we are asked to please remember these, these Christian brothers and sisters over in China who are undergoing severe persecution as a result of their stance and their growth and their service to, uh, to God and certainly spreading the message of the good news and the expansion of the kingdom. So we are to remember, please, when we go to prayer, remember the church, our brothers and sisters in China. And then we, we got also an email from Gary Seal, who was with us as well, um, not too long ago on more than one occasion. And he is with the World Evangelical Alliance. And his concern was similar with respect to what's happening with, what's happening with Egypt. And in Egypt, of course, we have the Evangelical Fellowship of Egypt, the EFE, um, and their concern. And let me just list you some of the concerns that they have and they ask for, um, because there are Christians involved, and there, there are Christians who would have been standing side by side in the square there with uh, um, Muslim as well. And so the concern, though, is that as, as they, this, the days unwind and continue, that wisdom for all the leaders in Egypt will take place, and that's the request that is being asked for, so both for the present government and for the future leadership of the country. And also to pray for safety of the young people there in the square, and some of them, as I mentioned, are Christians, some of them are Muslims. And the Christians believe strongly that most Muslims and Christians are united in their common concern for the welfare of their country. And also let's pray for a peaceful, a peaceful change and also pray for a positive outcome that will benefit the country as a whole and will bring glory to God. We also wish for the brothers and sisters around the world to pray for a positive impact on the region, the wider world, and as a result, there will be dramatic change in Egypt. And of course, we know, of course, uh, um, the economics as well. And, uh, Brother Alan just uh, referred to some of the things, but our Christian brothers and sisters there are in the midst of all of this. And so uh, we don't see that on the screen or the television, um, but they exist. And sometimes it can, they can experience um, some severe persecution. And so we are here on this side of the world. We are asked to please remember these, these brothers and sisters over there in Egypt. Uh, so let me just re recap uh, with you again. Let's also remember um, our dear sister Phyllis Newby, who we are expecting to be with us, so she can give us some first-hand information as to what's been happening over there in, in Haiti. And as you would have uh, been told previously, uh, that she was ill for some time, but we'd like to find out how she's doing uh, physically, certainly, but also what's happening directly as it affects her ministry there in Haiti. And let's remember... Um, Dottie Baker as well, and the Drakes in Brazil, and the Barnabas Fund, and again, the impact that um, it has around the world, but again, their concern and request for the believers there in Egypt, and uh, what can possibly go wrong, but we know whom we serve, and he's more than able um, to deal with any concerns or problems that we might be confronted with. Um, Jesus is indeed still our Savior, and he saves. We thank you for this privilege that we can come directly 
into your presence. We recognize that this privilege cost you dearly. That is, it cost you the only beloved son, his sacrificial death on Calvary, so that we might, through him, approach you. Lord, we come with grateful hearts, but we are humbled when we recognize who we are and when we look at who you are indeed. Lord, by your grace, we stand. We thank you that we can bring before you the concerns and needs of our brothers and sisters around the world that you have placed strategically in different places so that the message of your love and your mercy might be shared to all the peoples of the world. And we've just mentioned a few, Lord, that we are aware of here, but Lord, we think of uh, those who serve in the Caribbean, those who serve in South America, and those who serve in the Asia-Pacific region, those who serve in Europe, in Africa, Central America, North America, Lord, and those who serve even here in the Bahamas. We bring them before you because we have your standing invitation that if we call upon you that you will, you will hear us. And so, Lord, we, we bring these persons to you and we bring their specific need. We pray generally, Lord, for their good health. We pray for their protection uh, from the evil one. And we pray, Lord, for an aggressive a movement of your, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that your name might be exalted in and through their lives and the persons that they are able to impact with the person of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that again, the, particularly those persons who are in, in Egypt at this time in that segment or part of the world that seems to be in so, or was in so much turmoil, but yet there are some uh, residual effect of what's been taking place the past 18, 19 days. Lord, we pray that your children there uh, might be strengthened in their faith, that you protect them, that you will let them use this opportunity to tell about the love of Christ to those who may they may have been standing side by side with who may be of another persuasion. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord. And then, Lord, we want to bring before you our Pastor Lee, who is not well uh, these days. Lord, we pray that you who are indeed the great physician, that you will speak healing into his body uh, so that he might be returned to good health and he continue to proclaim your word, your truth, into those forms that he has the opportunity to do so. Lord, we also want to uh, mention our missions conference coming up within a month's time and that all of our uh, preliminary plannings will come to fruition and that the persons that you have designated to be with us, that they will come with your strength um, and so that all of us who will be beneficiaries of their, their sharing, Lord, we pray that we will be receptive so that again that Jesus Christ might be seen, that he might be the one who receives all the glory and all the honor. Lord, these things and these persons that we present to you, we do that, all oh Lord, so that you might be exalted and we do so in Jesus' name and all of God's children says, Amen. Thank you very kindly. <laughs>